0: guys. This is episode number five of I Just Want to Be Hiker Trash. going to be honest with you, if there's some drone in the background, it's been distracting me. This is my fourth take because I get so distracted by it. Okay? I'm struggling here. In case this is your first episode, I'm the host, the guy who speaks in every episode, Scott. Hell yeah, Jesus. Scooter Hewley official. Today, I'm going to be interviewing a very important guest to me, super pumped about it i'm pumped about every episode though i just get i like getting jazzed guy's name is august warren four mile i guess most people know him as august warren though but i feel so weird calling him august i've known this guy since we met on the at he's my hiking partner we hiked around 2,000 miles together the last 1500 miles together on the appalachian trail though we did start the same day and we hiked together a little bit before the last 1500 miles um, but super impressive guy, young guy. He went out on the AT, he graduated high school, and a few months later, he set off as a southbounder. I can't imagine that. My first time as a long-distance hiker, I was 21, and I came out with my best friend. And the thought of going out alone on that sort of journey is just, uh, it's overwhelming. It's scary. But August did it. He's a crazy guy. And today, we're going to talk about some silly stories. We're going to talk about what Four miles thoughts are on hiker trash and he gives us some insights into uh, his thoughts on what it means to be a through hiker and kind of the lessons he's learned. So again, I'm excited. I want you to listen, I want you to have a good time. Don't worry, the drilling's only in the intro. There's not gonna be drilling in the interview, okay? Alright, it sounds like there's a giant woodpecker outside my window. What are you doing? I'm filming a very successful podcast here. Do you not know? Can you not wait? Anyways, stay tuned. Got my IPA. I'm ready to
1: go.
0: Got an IPA ready to go, and we're recording too. So that was your first line. How does that feel? To have, that's your first line on the podcast. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> so uh, August Warren feels uh, weird saying that name. Um, I just you yes. Four Mile and that's Four Mile. It's not your you. That wasn't the name you were given at birth.
1: No that on my uh, birth certificate you'll find august warren
0: unfortunately well that's all right so what's the what's the story with four mile
1: um i was doing a section hike uh in the smokies and i got to clingman's dome and hiked down what i thought was the at from the top and then i found myself on andrew's bald which is not on the at and i had to hike a couple miles back up to the trail so i got to camp that night and was complaining about that and immediately got the new trail name four mile. (laughs) <laughs> that's how far I hiked off the trail. So, which
0: for people who don't know, like hiking off trail is never a it's good so, feeling. It's, but, it's crushing. But four miles off trail in one direction—that's a total of eight miles. Then that you have to hike. Yeah, uh, turn it into like a twenty-mile day or something <laughs> that I'm really planning for. <laughs> well, we met so we met in 2018 on the Appalachian Trail, and then we actually hiked the last like 1500 miles together and we hiked the colorado trail together so um yeah dude we've hiked a lot of miles together man i've enjoyed (laughs) yeah yeah i've enjoyed them all man do you remember when we first met on the at uh were you
1: i was actually talking about this with my parents recently were you one of the barefoot guys going up katahdin that passed us or did you see them and talk to us about them
0: no, I saw them and, and talked to you about. It. So okay. one of them was Leo, who I hiked with. He was the ultra runner from like uh, England.
1: Yeah, and then I can't right. remember the other guy.
0: That's right. Yeah. So I so the first time I went up the Katahdin stream, and like I did the the was the, just a the regular AT route. But the second yeah. time I did a uh, knife edge, like so I was coming know. down the other way. Yeah. So I I summoned it and I came down this way. You guys came up and uh, I passed those guys, and then I must. have must have seen you I then paths at some point. Yeah, I think, but I, uh, I remember seeing you at the first shelter. I met you at the first shelter, man. I had, you know, when you cross the, the bridge and there's yep. that convenience store, I grabbed two tall boys, man. And so I saw you and I was chugging a tall boy and then I see you. <laughs> you <come>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming up to you in the shelter and you're like, "Made some good progress today. Time to crack up a tall boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just this 18-year-old kid fresh out of high school, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, is this what life is like on the trail? Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. I was just trying to relive 2016, so I was trying to stop at every shelter I was before. But I remember seeing you in like you because of the bugs man, you had like your rain I pants was... on, dude. You were all decked out.
1: <laughs> Those bugs in Maine were insane. It was brutal and Again, I had no idea what I was doing, so I was just like, "I'll put on all my clothes so they can't buy me." And yeah, I was sweating my ass off in rain pants and a big jacket and stuff.
0: And then you ended up hiking like so that was your first day. You ended up hiking like a big mile day. Like, how many miles do you yeah, hike that first day? I did, like twenty four. The first day it
1: was the day after Todd and we summited, came back down. Yeah, and, so technically you
0: know, our second day. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then yeah, I pulled a twenty four. I don't know. I was excited and eager. And a little stupid for doing that so <laughs> early, but it worked out in the end. Uh, I slowed down, thankfully, and found that I need to hike with people if I want to stay yeah. sane. So, shout out Sp- uh, Spork and uh, oh, who was it? Who is Spork's buddy? Is I can't name? remember his
0: name, dude. I Brian, Brian I want to say something uh, like that. It was yeah, probably Brian. And if it's Brian. not Brian, I would. Probably change, legally change your name to Brian because he definitely looks like a Brian. <laughs> Dude, so um, before I dig into some stories, uh, what does Hiker Trash mean to you? I've been thinking about this question a lot
1: since you asked the prompt. And I, uh, I would say that Hiker Trash is a state of mind where you have a singular objective, which is to get to the end of your trail. And you don't care what anyone thinks about anything you do anymore. All that matters is getting to that goal. So I have an image in my head. When I think hiker trash, I picture myself sitting outside of a post office or a gas station or a grocery store with my entire pack laid out and people offering me money because they think I'm homeless. (laughs) I'm cramming a whole pack of Oreos into a Ziploc bag and I'm drying out my sleeping bag, (laughs) just ignoring all of those looks because they just don't understand what's going on and they're judging you. But, you know, I know what's going on. I'm I have a goal. I'm on a mission. I'm happy.
0: So, that's hiker trash to me. I think. Oh yeah, man. I I definitely agree with that. Well, I want to talk about uh, Appalachian Trail and the Colorado Trail and some more stories. But you just kind of finished uh, an exciting trip. What a uh, What did you just uh, kind of do?
1: Yeah, uh, I just got back from a hundred ten something mile section of the Pinhody. Um My girlfriend has never done any thru hiking, but she's done. on lots of traveling and backpacking for like weekend trips and stuff. So the objective was mostly just to like get her used to through hiking, like the way it goes, the kind of stuff you want to pack. So I figured in the winter, a short little section of Pinahodi would be nice. Um, so yeah, it was great. She, she's a tough hiker. She, we did started with like 12 miles on the first day and then busted out 18, 19, 20s. Nice dude. It was great. And it's beautiful. Uh, I don't know. I have kind of mixed feelings about that Pinhody, I We really, we went in with a mindset that we would finish if we wanted to, but the roadwalks just killed it. And there was really not a lot of motivation to, there wasn't anything to get excited for. We felt like, you know, on the AT there's, there's always some cool community thing to look yeah. forward to. You know, there's like, Oh, this shelter you can order pizza to or this cool trail town <laughs> or, you know, just little stuff you yeah. work yourself up for and get excited and you stay motivated. And then in Colorado, obviously, the views are plenty of motivation. Yeah. With Hody, it's like uh, we have a 50-mile a road walk we get to look forward to in Georgia with aggressive dogs and uh. no views. And so we really just we felt like we got what we wanted out of the trip and decided to come back home. But, yeah, it
0: was a great trip. She's excited for the next hike. I mean, props to her, man. That's like 110 miles or – Regardless, that's that's a that's a large yeah, section, man. That's yeah, a big section, because right. that trail is like what is it like three hundred something miles total? Yeah,
1: I think it's three forty something.
0: Yeah. So did like about a third. So that's I mean that's impressive Ooh. first go. That's that's awesome. And then as a couple too, that's got to be tough as a couple. Yeah. yeah, we worked there pretty well. So a bit cool. jealous because I thought you know we would be hiking partners, but yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> no in the spring. What? What in the
1: no Trail in the spring.
0: What are you doing this spring?
1: I might, I want to try and do the Sheltawi trace at some point. Oh, I'm not even familiar with that. What What is that? It's, uh, I think around 300, maybe 350 miles in Kentucky running. I don't know exactly where it runs in Kentucky, but I know John, uh, not John Z. Um, Jupiter hikes
0: loves it. So dude, I actually potentially be interested I'll talk, to, I'll yeah. have to talk about it after, dude. Hell um, yeah. But okay. So I want to, so we have tons of stories. I don't even know how to get into it, but like we were talking about, what are some like hiker trash moments that like really stood, like stand out to you? Um, I think one of the, the
1: stories that stands out the most to me is one day in Virginia that just kind of exemplifies Virginia for me. Cause it was by far my favorite day and my least favorite day in Virginia. Um, We woke up. We we were getting pretty uh, slow starts on the trail. By this point, we would just sleep in and hike late.
0: Sorry, dude. And that's uh, a lot of that was my bad. And I thought I would wake up early. I thought I wake up before you, dude. And no matter what, how early I woke up, you were still like ready way before me. I'm slow going in the morning. I apologize, dude. I'm fucking (laughs) shitty. I'm a shitty partner.
1: We always got there. (laughs) Yeah, we got there, dude. Oh man. (laughs) So we we were taking our time getting ready in the morning and. You somehow put a uh, Daddy Long Legs right next to a, a snail. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we were completely insane at this point from living yeah. in the world. And you were playing some music, and right as the beat dropped, the Daddy Long Legs bumped into the snail and then started bouncing up and down. <laughs> yeah.
0: He was dancing. He was going for it. <laughs> feeling the beat. That was a rave, Long Legs, man. A raving Long Legs. lost our minds. We absolutely <laughs> yeah
1: so that was just the start of the day uh a little while later i was listening to i think an audiobook or something just hiking head down in virginia we got another 25 to do and there were lots of yellow jacket nests at this point and i didn't realize that you had poked one of them in the ground uh, yeah and i was just hiking head down and i saw it right as i jabbed my trekking pole directly into the yellow jacket nest and immediately they were under my shorts under my shirt like just everywhere stinging me in the face neck, so you I did. lost
0: it. You did? I was scared, man. I was just like, "Holy shit, what's going on?" I didn't, I like started running and I was like, oh, "You gotta turn around, back around, make sure he's okay." And I looked back around, dude, and you like were hitting the stuff off you, and then you fell on the ground too. Yeah. <laughs> I was just swearing and
1: screaming. Yeah. and I ripped my pack off and I tripped and fell and got back up and they ripped my shirt off and just trying to get these things off me eventually went around the spot where the nest was and I think it counted like 40 or 50 something stings.
0: No, yeah, it was a lot. It was, and they looked bad, dude. They're swollen up a little bit too. Like that was a lot of stings. Yeah. Luckily I'm not like
1: super allergic. So it was more <laughs> discomfort than anything. But so then after that, we looked at the map again and realized that, well, I realized that if we went a little bit farther, we could go to a little like side of the road, motel somewhere yeah and there was a little mexican restaurant uh, right (laughs) next to it so we pushed like a 30 something as i'm swelling up with all these things (laughs) (laughs) and we get there at night and we get this mexican food and this banging and we get into the motel (laughs) there are bed bugs crawling on top of the sheets underneath it was disgusting and it was obvious that they had kind of a hiker room where they yeah uh, dirty hikers because they don't want to clean as much and it's just a cheap motel so it's oh
0: definitely good. i mean there's no way like to that you wouldn't know that there was bed bugs like it's, yeah, you insane. know usually you wake up and you've oh maybe you got a bite or something but we literally saw them running around on the bed <laughs> you
1: would sit there for two seconds and one would crawl out from underneath and start <laughs> walking towards you
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so then the guy came in and he's he acted surprised and then gave us
0: a different room <laughs>
1: yeah but that was a good day that, that was, was a favorite. great
0: day man i mean it wasn't for you i guess because you got stung by all those bees i felt bad and again it was my fault because i just <laughs> <laughs> set up a little uh,
1: at trap an ambush yeah dude you gotta make things interesting though but like like i said that was one of my favorite days in virginia because i get to tell that story now <laughs> yeah. every other day in virginia was like yeah we got up and we hiked all day and then we went to bed and that was all there
0: was to it. So. Well, and that was the second time I had heard you yelling like that. The first time, I don't know if you remember, was uh the day after Harper's Ferry, also Oh, like good. the night. Dude, like we I woke up in the middle of the night to you yelling and this beast, some beast attacking you, dude. And I was just so scared. I was, I didn't know what to do. I was like, "Hey, get away from him."
1: <laughs> yeah, so coming out of Harper's Ferry, we hiked a little bit and then uh camped in a just a random little spot by a river and there's something I was asleep. It was like three or four in the morning and I felt something nudging at my foot. So I just kind of instinctively, still completely asleep, nudged back with my foot. And then this thing starts screaming. And I had no idea what it was. It was making the strangest noise. And then it bit me through my tent on my foot. Cause my foot had slid up against the wall of my tent. So I then I wake up and I'm like in full panic mode because I think I'm getting eaten by a bear. <laughs> so I, I just started screaming. <laughs>
0: ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Which woke you up.
1: Yeah. But then the raccoon just ran away and then we we're pumped full of adrenaline at four in the morning with no idea what to do. <laughs> yeah. Can't go back to bed. Yeah,
0: that's crazy I didn't even know raccoons made that sound. Yeah, it ended up being a raccoon and luckily like it didn't get like we saw the holes in your sleeping bag even. Yeah. And luckily it didn't like get to your skin, dude. I was worried about that. Yeah, totally fine. Just a little spooked. Little spooked and you showed the alpha male in you and you scared yeah. away that uh beast.
1: I showed that raccoon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, for the whole trip, I don't think a single other raccoon messed with you, so they yeah. definitely got the message.
1: Exactly. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta make an impression.
0: Do you remember the first time on trail where you felt like you were a hiker trash? Um I think I'd say Monson.
1: Yeah. Because for me, I only feel like hiker trash when I'm in society. When I'm hiker trash and I'm on the trail, that's just you fit right in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you have people staring at you. So I think going into Monson and just like devouring a whole pizza and drinking, <laughs> yeah. beers and, you know, that kind of thing. But even they're used to it there. Yeah. Which, I don't know, maybe the feeling of being back in society. So if it's a reminder like, oh, this is how I would normally act, whereas this is how I'm actually acting. I think that might have done
0: it. No, that makes sense. And I think Monson's such a cool town, too. Like, oh, wow. I Manson. mean, Manson that's for Nobos, that's like your last town before you hit Katahdin. And like for us, that was our first town at the 100 Mile Wilderness. And we both stayed at, uh, was it Shaw's yeah. with Poet and Hippie Chick? Highly yeah. recommend it. Great people.
1: Poet destroyed my pack. I had him do a shakedown, and I was an idiot. And I just had a, my kit was a bunch of nonsense. So well, yeah. Tell
0: how, what? What'd you come out with when you started hiking? what did you come out with? So when I did that section hike where I got my
1: uh, trail name, that was I did the whole section that ran through the Smokies because I live in Knoxville, so it's just right there. Um, and I was hiking with maybe about forty pounds at that point, just stu- like I was hiking with a bear canister. I had yeah. no idea what was going on. So I, after that trip, that trip almost killed me, and I realized how much I was going to have to lose. So I, I lost maybe twenty pounds off of that. And I basically ruined my pack because I had gone into REI for one of my birthdays, and my parents said they would just get me, you know, a bunch of gear. And the guy at REI sold them a massive Gregory, like sixty-liter pack, and I think it was eighty. I think it was an eighty-liter pack.
0: Yeah, those Baltor. Those because yeah. I had the same pack, Baltoro. Yeah, it's yeah big pack, which is a
1: good pack, but not yeah. for thru hiking. No. Nah. So, <laughs> so then it, it was my pack was just way too big and then by the time i'm trying to you know get rid of stuff then it doesn't fit in the pack anymore so i like basically ruined the pack trying to cut it and make it lighter took the frame out from the inside hello
0: yeah i lost you man
1: uh, my wi-fi lost freaked out i think
0: that's right so so you uh i don't know where you left off you you
1: (laughs) the baltoro and i ruined it and uh so poet took one look at my setup and he said this pack is going to stop you from completing the trail if you keep it and he actually gave me some old pack that someone had left there because they didn't want anymore I think it was another Gregory but it was like a 40 liter something suitable for the trail and then I hiked from there to Andover Um, I can't remember how long that is like 70 or 80 miles and I told myself that if I made it that distance averaging like 25 or something a day then I would allow myself to get a hyperlight because I figured that would be a worthwhile investment at that point. So I, I kind of used that as motivation to push myself, but it ended up killing me because I just wasn't ready
0: to do those kind of miles. But I got the pack. So, but no, but you, I mean, maybe not. I feel like you definitely were ready. Like you were killing it, man. Like, because so, so you passed in that first day, and then like I remember. F- I was trying to relive my first 100-mile wilderness experience. And then I like was like, oh, man, I'm going too slow. And I sped up, and I caught up with you guys. And then I remember seeing you guys in Monson, and I left a day before you guys. And so we met I back think, up. What, what was it? Sorry. I think I remember the last time I saw you
1: before Massachusetts was right after the Bigelow's.
0: That's right, dude. Okay. So that's what happened is like, we are coming down the Bigelows. It was you, me, Bubbles and Spork. And we had that big storm coming. And so we were just going to stop at that next shelter, but you really wanted to get into town. You had like a, was it, you had a resupply in uh, Stratton, Maine. So you Mm -hmm. just kept going and we stopped at that shelter. Yeah. And then, and then next thing you know, man, like, you're just like killing it, dude. I just like, See uh cause bubbles that follow you on in Instagram, man, and you like just like took off, dude. You did like I don't even know how many miles you did and it's just like this crazy number of miles in three days or something. I can't remember, but I was being yeah, so was impressed stupid.
1: by it. That was so stupid. I like I did um a twenty eight mile day over the um uh whatever the last few mountains before Andover are, the really big ones, uh southern Maine.
0: It's not the big lows. It's the uh oh man. What are they? Is it gonna bother me? Is it the big lows? No, 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 no. it's not. There's the other ones. It's like the haw teeth or the switch. <sighs> Dude, oh. yeah, because there's the that's that, that ski resort that's near there. Yep. So I did like yeah. a
1: twenty-eight mile day over like five, four thousand foot peaks or something with soaking wet boots. I just, I wasn't ready for that at all. And my gear wasn't right for that at all. So I basically took myself off the trail for a day in Andover. Cause I, I don't know. i the start of the AT for me was kind of me gauging how hard I could push myself. And I had to, a lot to learn about that. So I kind of got into a pattern of pushing myself too hard and then burning out for a certain reason and then realizing why I burned out and, you know, I, learning from that, can't do that again. And then trying to push myself really hard again. But I don't know. That's, that's what through hiking is for me is finding your limit, I think, and learning about yourself in that way. So, you know, I don't really gr- regret burning out like that cause I learned my limit through yeah. that way, but it did suck at the time for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think like, so I, people don't know this, but we mentioned it earlier, but you did like come out to the trail at 18. You just graduated uh, high school and like you started the trail we started june 16th i believe was the date we started yes. and so like you fresh out of graduating man that's like a young age in general to like be figuring things out and you just yes. come on the trail alone and like and you had this your own gear like it's not and you're like just so much stuff to be figuring out man i think it is impressive and like yeah you're doing those huge days in maine which is tough with like full-on boots and like A heavier pack than you probably should have had, but you just, uh, you've always had like a good attitude getting through it. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Very, you persevere, man. I think that is very much like hiker trash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to do the trail so badly was just to throw myself at the world and learn about the world and about myself and my place in it. And, you know, I, I didn't really want to be afraid of failure or I didn't want to be afraid of discomfort. And I, I thought that if I just threw myself in a scenario where I knew I was going to be okay, I was not actually, you know, as long as I take the proper precautions, I'm not going to be concerned for my own safety on the AT. But I, I do know that I'm going to be really anxious for at least a little bit until I adjust. I'm going to be maybe a little bit depressed, at least a little bit till I adjust. you know, I'm going to have to adjust to this completely different lifestyle. And I think that by doing that, I was able to prove to myself that, you know, it might take a little bit, but eventually you can adapt to pretty much any situation as long as you mentally prepare yourself.
0: So I'm, I'm really glad I did that. And we definitely had some shitty situations, man. Like I just remember this 26 or 2018 was just like so much rain, dude. I don't re- like, I don't remember that many dry days. I'm just, was all, we were always wet. Yep, it was either a uh, heat advisory or oh, yeah. yeah, thunderstorm. <laughs> well, so I was thinking about a cool trail story when we were talking. Um, and I thought actually this was a year to talk about in Virginia. But do you remember the hell yeah guy in the Shenandoahs? Yes. <laughs> in the bathroom? Wait, do you want to tell a story? Oh, oh. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it'd be better if you tell the story because I don't know if I remember all the details.
0: Yeah. So I, well, so Yeah. W- we we're in the Shenandoahs and it just was like pouring down rain and, and like just pouring downpouring, meant like torrential downpour. And there was like a thunderstorm coming and we were like, we no, it was, it was scary lightning strike yeah. because we were kind of exposed and we
1: were high elevation and yeah, it was a bad storm.
0: Exactly. And that's why I, I can't remember how many miles we're doing. Dude, we did Shenandoah super quick, but we're doing yeah. maybe a 30 mile day or something. Um, was that the day that we hiked like 13 miles in the dark? I think that was
1: because I think we slowed up because of the thunderstorm and then we, we stopped for dinner and still had like 15 more miles to go. That's right. Yeah. Because
0: so we stopped there because I was worried about this. The, th- the yeah, lightning. We
1: had to go through some exposed stuff up ahead. So I think we stopped and waited.
0: And there was nowhere to wait, though. So we went into the bathroom of this, like, campsite in the Shenandoahs. And we just, like, huddled in there. I was freezing. I was freezing. Um, was just cold. huddled in the bathroom <laughs> trying to get warm. And all of a sudden, this guy comes in and pees. And then, like, I don't know what happened. How, it, it like, a conversation prompted.
1: I think he was just like, you guys threw high again? Something like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, hell yeah. he just, like, invited us to this family reunion in the – parking lot and we just like went to this family reunion this guy just kept saying hell yeah hell yeah and we just got i just can't remember just getting drunk with this family they're so pumped for us and he kept giving us beer and food
1: they were cramming uh whatever i think jack daniel's honey in our hand and just like hey go
0: have a shot <laughs> yeah,
1: like hell yeah!" City and they had like barbecue and beans
0: and bacon <laughs> it was wild oh yeah, they're so nice it's so like inviting we just and they like we're had a safe haven from the rain for a little bit and just remember being warm from mostly from just the alcohol. Yeah, mostly the
1: whiskey. <laughs> and then we were in such a good mood from there.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. Cause then they gave us like a bunch of beans and like oh, bacon yeah. and stuff to take to the campsite. And I remember just like being so, like, I was so miserable before. But then those last however many miles we had to do, I was just like, oh my God, I can't wait to eat those beans on my mashed the potatoes beans. tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That was a great one. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love so much about the trails. I feel like people are just people out there and we kind of forget things that divide us. And it's more just a shared experience because everybody's the same. It's just what you can carry on your back is what you've got. And so I think it leaves a lot of like societal division stuff behind. So it's just people looking out for
0: each other. Oh, yeah. No, exactly, dude. I would completely agree, though. Except in the Shenandoahs too, people weren't looking out for us when we did that huge day, the very last day in the Shenandoahs. And we finished at like, I don't even remember, like 12 a.m. or something. And we get to the shelter and it's completely full. shelter's (laughs) full. Every tent site is taken. (laughs) Yeah. And the shelter wasn't full. Like there's plenty of room for us, but they had just hogged the shelter. Yeah, just spreading out the packs and gear and stuff. And then we just had this like little small spot in the woods where I just like Laid out maybe you laid out a ground cover, too, and we just like yeah huddled together and cowboy camped, hoping it wasn't gonna rain there's some some uh a lot
1: of section hikers can learn a lot about trail etiquette, I think, not to disrespect section hikers,
0: yeah, I don't know I know, um, I completely dude. Do you remember that time that you were woken up by those nobos though yes in Pennsylvania
1: the one um oh, what was it? it was right before we went into Grayson Highlands and we were in a shelter with a, we had to do like a 31 the next day because of the, the bear closure and the people in the shelter were so weird. They were <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me which way to put my feet away from the.
0: Yeah. The guy's like, I want your head here and your feet here. He like, he was telling you exactly where you had to sleep. Like, come on. <laughs> Just let me sleep. Oh, I want, I don't want to be next to you as much as you don't want to be next to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and those one guys were in the shelter. I mean, they're really nice about it, but they yeah. had already set up their tents and stuff. Oh my goodness. And there's this awkward thing.
1: In, Sorry, keep going. In in uh Georgia, I think it was Georgia. Maybe it was North Carolina. We were we were close to the end and we were night hiking as usual by that point, and I was <laughs> so sick of it and I just wanted to go to bed. So there was a shelter coming up, and we were like, if there's no one at the shelter, we'll stay here. If not, there's another one in just a couple miles. And we get to the shelter, and it's not that late. It was like maybe 8 or 9, and someone had set up their entire tent inside of the shelter, taking up the whole thing, and it was one person sleeping. Oh, I don't know if <laughs> you remember
0: that. I, I uh, Dude, I don't know if I remember that, but I, I just imagine – I just know how many times we pulled the shelters, and there was just, like, instant, like – oh you've got to yeah. be kidding me yeah there was that wave in like
1: early october where all the section hikers were out and so like coming through tennessee and parts of southern virginia you just knew the shelters were going to be really crowded
0: yeah which i mean totally understand why you want I mean we we're on a shelter for the same reason but it's yeah, just exactly. like at that point we're hiking later and no
1: more there or ours than theirs so i'm i don't mean to be possessive of the shelters but
0: but at least scoot over, bro. Let us yeah, get into the shelter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was your favorite and least favorite state on the AT and why? Oh,
0: man. Well, I think so. I think you Virginia... hijacking your... No, dude. <laughs> no, it's just tough because I feel like I like know you very well and like you know me. So like, I don't know if I'm doing like uh, the best job of interviewing you. So I feel bad. But yeah. Great. So I think Virginia was... Virginia might have been my f- most favorite and least favorite at the same time. I, I totally feel that. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. I just, it's so many bad experiences, just like terribly bad experiences that just turned things good. Like that one time, like, yeah, we we're trying, we we're doing that huge day to avoid the bear closures in Grayson Highlands. This is just, this is one of the iconic tiger Trash stories that I. Yeah. Heard. Do you want to say it? Do you want to tell a story, man? So. So, we were doing Grayson
1: Highlands, going through the section with the ponies. Beautiful section. It was <laughs> yeah. a gorgeous day. We were taking our time. We were loving it. I think we smoked a cigar in a shelter, just <laughs> yeah. living life. And some storms were rolling through. So, there were some pretty big thunderstorms, just like quick, kind of pass over briefly. And we thought we were good. So, we get up to the top and we're at the kind of, we're passing whatever big mountain is right there, uh, the little side trail starting to go back down and sun's setting and we see of course lightning in the distance coming straight towards us so we like kind of hurry up down the mountain a little bit and we're watching storm get closer and closer and temperatures dropping like crazy it starts to rain and this is just a solid consistent rain it was cold and i i had my rain jacket on thankfully i put it on before it started but you were just hiking i think in your Shirt and shorts.
0: I, I, yeah, and I switched like classic, but then I did switch to my rain jacket too. But yeah, yeah, it's,
1: it was cold. But so, because of this bear closure, we couldn't camp anywhere for the next like however many, I think it was six, seven, eight miles. So we just had to push through it. And I was just imagining having to set up a tent in this freezing cold rain where there's no way we're going to be able to keep anything dry. And then we remembered that there's a road crossing at the, the bear closure is right at the end of this road crossing. So we were like, what if there's a little pit toilet there or a bathroom or some sort of shelter we can sleep in? So we come down this hill and there's a field and we see a little pit toilet. And I remember just feeling of elation in my chest. Yeah. <laughs> I was never so happy in my life to see a tiny little pit toilet. And, you know, it's one of those like maybe five and a half to six foot by five and a half to six foot. Just a yeah. door. And it doesn't flush. It's just a a pit toilet. Just chemicals in
0: the air. Yeah,
1: it was beautiful. So we curled up in there. Uh, We each had barely enough room. And we were just, everything was soaking wet. (laughs) Everything was cold. I think I drank one little shot of Jack that I had just to try and fall asleep. (laughs) Uh, And then I remember waking up that next morning and it was still just gray and windy and freezing cold. And like nothing had dried out. Oh no! It was before, and then you know we start hiking and we hike maybe three or four miles, drop in elevation a little bit, and it's like a seventy degree day. You know, <laughs> elevation is crazy.
0: No, it is crazy. And like I do want to stress too, because like w- we literally couldn't stop. Like I, th- if we weren't going to hit this yeah. bathroom, like we were like going to have to keep pushing. At that point, it was like upper thirties. Like I think we are pushing like almost a forty mile day if we were to pass that bathroom. Um, yeah, that was brutal. And like, because like that, that I thought we were going to get hypothermia, man. I was seriously like so worried and like, or oh, get struck by lightning, dude. I remember like, just like yeah. fucking trying to book it through that field. Wow. Struck by lightning. We got some Colorado stories.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. But I also want to point out real quick about that shelter. I thought another funny thing that happened that I don't know if you oh, remember, man. dude, remember at like 6am or some, maybe it was yeah. earlier than that. Cause it was off of a highway. It was a highway pit toilet like a trucker tried to get into the bathroom oh, and I thought no, I would no, locked the door, but you tell it. You- one of the
1: guys, there was a guy camping cause there was a little campsite right by the pit toilet. Oh, really? the <laughs> so this guy who, I don't know if he was through hiking or section hiking knocks on the door of this bathroom that we're both crammed. Inside <laughs> and we're like, give us a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like you probably would just want to go back to your tent for the moment we kind of got this place
0: yes sorry bro we got the bathroom out we called it (laughs) i i was scared dude because i felt it open kind of and i was like what the (laughs) fuck is going on bro
1: that's like a trash moment of
0: like i don't want anyone to see me like this (laughs) yeah we're literally like my uh, your feet are against my or something It was weird because we had to sleep weird because the toilet's right there dude oh man but that was great (laughs) And, but I do remember feeling like my th- throat was a little bit sore the next morning just because of all the chemicals uh, yeah, that was that in the air. fun. I didn't sleep so
1: well that night. But I do <laughs> remember that you had, the, you had the Neo Air, the inflatable pad, and I had the Z-Resta foam foldable. Oh. So you got to extend all the way out because your pad
0: can't fold. So
1: I got the shorter pad.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. And you're taller than me, man. So I right, did. So it makes sense. It's the way it
1: worked <laughs>
0: out. <laughs> But yeah, that is a funny point at the Colorado Trail. That guy. Yeah. What was... That, that story yeah, sticks in my head. Yeah, it's, don't talk about it. Talk about it.
1: He was just this... So when we went to... By the time we went to Colorado, we were both pretty ultralight. We had worked on our packs a lot and we definitely had them sub 10. I think I, I was around... We were both around like eight or nine pounds something like that
0: i think i might have been like verging on ten. i thought i was like lighter than i was but i think i was like pretty, yeah. like maybe solid I think, ten. i think we both were saying we were lighter than we were <laughs> you classic like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: but uh there was this guy who was like kind of you you were getting all competitive with him and the miles because he was talking you guys would talk miles together and really to
0: like, which guy well, okay okay you talk wouldn't talk about this <laughs>
1: Okay, you were you guys would always have a conversation, and then you would talk to me and be like, "I think that guy's trying to alpha us." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But so we were on this plateau, like over twelve thousand feet, well afternoon. So of course there are thunderstorms everywhere, but there's no way we can get down. It's another like three or four miles of hiking, just flat along this plateau before you can drop down, and. I remember this day specifically all day you had been worried about thunderstorms because we'd been dodging them all day. This was the, the very end of the section. I think that we were above 12,000 feet for like three or four days in a row. There was just no escape.
0: Yeah. Well, and this section was a solid, it was like an eight foot or eight foot, eight miles above. Cause it was like a butte It's just like eight miles just above tree line flat. Then no cover at all. No. Yeah. So we uh,
1: see this, there's blackness black skies thunder rolling in and we both are like i there's nowhere we can go what what can we do as it gets closer we're just hoping we're gonna be able to avoid it and then we quickly realize it's gonna hit us straight on so you had a good idea to throw up your tent which at that point was just your fly with your uh <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> your poles and stuff yeah so we had a little bit of shelter. Which I was very grateful for because it hailed like crazy and it rained. Wind was blowing like crazy. So we hunker down for however many, like 10 minutes as the storm passes by. And then as we're as we're packing up your tent, we see this dude who we've been talking to just smiling walking down the trail. Yeah. And he's soaking wet and he goes like something like, Man guys, that was a crazy storm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throw myself into a ditch face down and ride (laughs) out. (laughs) We're like, man, he's so lucky that he survived because like we were hearing thunder hitting right around or lightning hitting right around us. So, oh, dude.
0: Yeah. I I honestly was like, this might be it. We might be, I might get struck by lightning. Like I'm scared. I was so scared, dude. I was like, oh, do I run this way? I'm like trying to run different directions, dude. I remember you were filtering your water and I was like, okay, dude. And you're like, no, do you have to wait up for me? I was like, okay, dude. I just like (laughs) kept going. I'm like trying to find an escape, dude. I'm trying to find (laughs) no idea. I remember getting uh, like that day, getting a little bit like
1: frustrated with you not <laughs> just, yeah. way because i totally understand like no yeah about lightning but just being like there's nothing we can do really yeah like, hunker down if we can but you know you can try and avoid them but you know if lightning well, yeah. wants to get you it's gonna get you
0: and yeah, I mean, like we were hiking in monsoon season in Colorado. So storms every afternoon. And like the mild days, like if you want to pull big mild days, like there's no way you can avoid it. Like you have to be like, we're smart, right? We like looked yeah. at the signs, try to have bailout points. That was the one time it was actually sketchy just because of the amount of miles. And we had checked and there was no storms before we had like made that summit up there. Um, yeah, I just remember my.
1: Big picture of Colorado is summiting a beautiful ridge and then there's just black skies on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. The yeah. thunderstorm coming straight for us.
0: Well, I remember hitting the high point on the Colorado Trail and like we couldn't stand there that long just because oh, there's a God, huge yeah. storm above us And the I highest point of the trail. That was scary. And we had like we, we were sprinting down. down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember passing somebody who was going back up and we yeah. were like, That's not a good
0: idea right now, man. Well, he would. Yeah. I mean, but I felt better about things knowing that he was also in the same boat. So, you know, because no one else in the Colorado, I don't think we saw that many people at all. Every time because we hiked, we got up earlier and then we hiked later than everybody. So every time we saw somebody, it was like they're in their tent. I don't know if we saw that many like people actually hiking. So I felt so stupid sometimes just being out there alone amidst the storm. that reminds me of the guy uh,
1: that day, one of the earlier days, I think it was before we got to Breckenridge, um, but we were camping. Yeah, because it was before we did our first pass. It was, we got rained on, and it was that like brutal, cold rain, and then we got into a campsite. And we oh, were yeah. There. And there was this dude talking, <laughs> and he was, he was acting like he knew absolutely everything there was to know. And you had to listen to every word he said. And he was like, you cannot go above a ridge past 11.59 a.m. if you want to see your family ever again. That was yeah, like, this oh. is Colorado. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if you guys have hiked in Colorado <laughs> Yeah.
0: It was like, I mean. Well, that I mean, that guy was also, like, he wanted to be – Oh, he was a nice guy. He just wanted to be ac- accepted in the group, but it was funny. You remember like he thought he was so cool because he had been hiking with this like guy who had through hiked all these trails before. That's and, right. Oh yeah. Right. And remember we asked him who he was with through hiking. We were like, Oh, maybe we know. him Cause he said he did the AT and stuff. And it turns out we did know him. We met yeah. him. And this guy is a liar. This guy told me through all these trails. We met this guy in New York at my buddy Joey's place. And he was just bumming at Joey's place in New York. Like, like for weeks and weeks oh yeah living there like like stealing stuff just being a complete bum dude he had gotten off trail he had been yellow blazing like he was not like i don't even think he finished the trail joey was trying to get him to finish the trail just to get him out of his house yeah really this guy was like not a good guy and now he's on the colorado trail bragging about being doing all these through hikes and like he is like the leader of this crew (laughs) small
1: community it's funny but people get word out like that
0: yeah no I was just, that was crazy I, I can't believe we ran into that guy again yeah the connections are weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> are there any other stories you can uh you you want to share
1: Hmm. oh one really cool one one of the coolest things that i might say has happened to us on trail was our second to last day on colorado um we were just hiking and we were mentally and physically beat at this point because when we went to colorado we pushed harder than i've ever pushed myself before yeah i think we tried to just bust through the trail as fast as we could and we ended up averaging 26 a day so with no days off that's the most yeah so we had one day left we were dead so we stopped for a little food before we got to camp. And this guy hiked past us pretty quickly with a pretty light-looking pack. And, you know, that kind of just, we noticed, you know, ultralighters <laughs> kind of notice people's packs. And yeah. Stuff. He kind of looks like he's, you know, going for an FKT or something like that. So we kind of, that motivated us a little bit. So we packed up quickly and started hiking and we actually caught up to him and started talking to him. And he said that he was going for an FKT and he'd been averaging just about 50 miles a day hiking basically all day, every day. And he was on his final push to uh wherever the uh finish. Durango. Yeah, Durango. And he was gonna beat John Z's uh record, which was just mind blowing. Like, cause I love John Z, he's kind of yeah. a hero of mine. And to see someone who is about to beat his record like and to experience like a part of his hike was just so cool. And it definitely picked us up. It lifted our mood. And, uh, he said that we were the only people on trail who ever passed him. And that, that actually, I read his, uh, trip report later. And he said that that actually gave him a little bit of extra motivation <laughs> yeah. to push to the finish, which was so cool. Like we were a part of that FKT, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. And I think name was Dr. Dre. I can't remember his That's full probably... name, but, uh, yeah, that was that's crazy, man, and just like just seeing those. And it's funny because he said nobody else knew he was doing FKT. Just yeah. So I could just only imagine, like you know, do, like you're doing fifty miles a day, and like you're not sleeping, and like people, then like maybe somebody doesn't let you pass them then, on the yeah, trail. People just
1: Look at you like you're crazy instead. Yeah, of trying to you know recognizing the accomplishment that you're going for. That's got to be brutal.
0: Yeah. That was definitely a pump-up moment. I, I really, uh, I thought that was a cool moment seeing that yeah. guy. I was like, "Oh man, I want to be there for the finish, dude." Should we, should we push this forty-plus mile day right <laughs> now? <laughs> we started talking about it. maybe we can beat him there. Got to, you got to alpha, buddy, man. Can't oh, yeah. you know?
1: Gotta be the alphas on trail.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we're the trail alphas, and people don't know it. More most, I That'd feel like people they've got to know it, but maybe they don't know it, know it. Well, they just haven't learned it yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, shoot. I was going to say one. Oh, there's another story I was thinking of. Was it the hotel one? Oh, what hotel one?
1: The one where the guy left us in charge.
0: Oh, no, no. Well that's a funny one, too.
1: Uh,
0: do you, you should start that one. I don't, do you want to attempt it? Okay. Or. Yeah, I guess we'll attempt to story. I don't. Know, I don't know if this is going to be an inside joke. We're talking about it, so hopefully this is interesting. But I remember, yeah. like in Pennsylvania, there's no water anywhere. No water. You have to like go so far down, like completely straight down, like a mile, and then hike back up. And so, on uh, Gut hooks there was this uh, comment about this hotel and this random road cross that you can go to, or like a motel rather, that and you can they'll give you water. And so we went there. And then of course they gave us water. Very nice. They, and they, and they also wanted us to uh, review them. Do you remember And they're like, yeah, give us good, give us good reviews. Say we're good. Yeah. We got a good price, fair price. I was like, what are you, what are you charging? Fair price. <laughs> yeah, would
1: tell us the price. <laughs> like, okay. Really, really, very fair. Very, very yeah.
0: And then we we're just sitting there drinking water, like waiting. And all of a sudden the two guys come out and they're like, Oh, can you just watch our, our motel? We got to leave. Uh we're like, uh well we might we might try to leave too. Like <laughs> you're just gonna leave us in charge of your motel.
1: You get yourself into some crazy
0: situations on the trail. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, How would we check anybody in? I don't know like, what would we do. I don't know the- <laughs> sorry dude, we're just we're in charge. We can give you a few keys, I guess. And yeah, we're just have gonna gonna kick it. everybody out in third party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay. I'll, I'll ask you one more question. Yeah. What, uh, would you say are give me three trails that are on your list of up next?
0: Okay. I'll tell you, but then I want to hear from you too. Um, okay. but up next, that's tough, man. I really thought that co-host I was super pumped about the co-host trail that we were talking about. Cause I thought it might've been working in Vermont and that's like 170, 160 miles all through the state of new Hampshire. Um, yeah. oh, man. but I think, dude, I think like my next trail, if I don't do something this summer is I'm just going to try to do my, tri- like finish the triple crown. So I like CDT oh, and yeah. PCT. So I, I told Midwest or sorry, Mega Man. Wes, that like, I've been thinking about trying a calendar year triple. We'll see if oh, that the funds, man. but that's, that would be, that's a goal that I'm throwing out there. And I don't know if I'm going to accomplish it, but, you gotta put it out yeah, in the that universe. Would be,
1: that would be quite something. I would love to if you do that, I would I think I would maybe shoot to do PCT or C D T with you.
0: Dude, yeah, man, I'm for sure gonna let you know, man. But uh what what about you, dude?
1: Um, I don't know, I've kinda had my eye on a few shorter trails just because I feel like having done the AT, I've kinda got my long trail done for at least a few years. So I definitely want to do the Arizona trail, Um, uh, I think is my next, you know, kind of like Colorado trail level. I really want to save up for this and make it as good of an experience as I can. Um, but in my area, I definitely want to do Shilatawi. I think I've heard really good things about that trail. Um, and then I, I guess this one is just a dream trail that I don't have any actually plans to do anytime soon, but, the, I think it's the, Oh, I'm blanking on the name now, of course. It's the one in Canada, the Great Divide Trail, I think. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, John Z did that, yeah. I remember. That looks stunning. So that's definitely before I die, I want to do that one.
0: No, that seems really cool. Yeah, that, that would be an awesome one. Also, Pacific Northwest Trail looks beautiful,
1: too. There's so many trails. I just want to do them all.
0: Dude, yeah, I, I feel you, man. Well, I want to say something because I think like you're still young and you for sure are going to do those. But one thing I admire in you is like, when you set a goal, like you do like you, you finish it, you complete it. Like I remember talking to you when I did catch up to you in the hundred mile wilderness, which is also a funny story because that guy shit right in the uh, outlet to the water source <laughs> on that Lake. He just the shit left right, right, left right left where. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like bragging about it. We're like, dude, no, everyone's filling their water, bro. <laughs> Your shit's in it. Dude. You're, i hope you're happy you're poisoning everybody with your shit (laughs) you thought it was hilarious yeah
1: that's Uh, that's the kind of section hiker thing
0: (laughs) yeah but uh, so i remember talking to the day and like you're telling me your goal for like finishing the trail and it was like you're saying like 100 around 120 days which we did complete at the time but we had no idea that like we were going to hike together that was going to be a thing and like this is your first through hiking experience and like you just set that goal and like kind of intention from the beginning and you like, you achieved it. And then like throughout the whole trail, like we, you've always like, you pushed me definitely. And you also like, just you set yourself these goals, like daily goals. And you always, I feel like you're always achieving them. Like you had, the, we had the idea. I, you came up with it though, for the, the Taco Bell challenge in <laughs> Pennsylvania. We were so down cause you found there's Taco Bell and we That's hiked like first, a big day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was our first like 35 mile day, dude. That was crazy. We got 35 miles and got into, Port Clinton in like the middle of the night. That's another good hiker
1: trash story for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, wait, we weren't. I wasn't even feeling twenty miles that day, dude. I wasn't no. even feeling twenty miles. And then we walk into town, and we have to walk
1: through the drive-through of a Wendy's because everything's <laughs> closed, and the people are laughing at us. And then we have to hop the fence and walk across the interstate to get to a Dunkin' Donuts because that's the only thing that has an open lounge at the moment. Because it's like two a.m. Yeah. So like 40 miles that day yeah. and then we just sat in dunkin donuts and i have a picture of you with like three donuts yeah. two coffees and <laughs> wendy's in a funny that was a good day and then i remember yeah, i was
0: sorry keep going sorry we got that uber back to the shelter at like yeah. four or something yeah randomly there's one uber like i think i i checked it periodically before because like i was like yeah, oh sure. dude i don't want to walk back and like the
1: shelter was a few miles away down the road
0: Oh, yeah. And like there's nowhere because we're in such like a like not a residential kind of residential, but like it's right off the highway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's like nowhere to camp. Like we're trying to find places to stealth camp on our way to Wendy's. We're like, oh, we could go in that bush. Yeah, (laughs) We could sleep in that bush over there. That's yeah. Very small. We hide in there. Can't set up our tents because it's (laughs) (laughs) trying to hide from the police. Yeah. But well, we found one Uber randomly, a guy just takes us yeah. to the Port Clinton thing. And we didn't even realize there's a guy sleeping on the picnic table at the pavilion in Port Clinton. <laughs> That's
1: right. We woke up and were like, Oh shoot. <laughs> what did <laughs> I do?
0: You. Yeah. I was like, I, I didn't like cover up when I peed. Like I, he might've, I might've exposed myself to this man. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that. You mind if I ask one more question? Oh yeah, dude. So well, about? Yeah, sure. What, um, if you could distill the essence of what you love about through hiking into a, a brief summary, what would you say?
0: That's a good, that's a really good question. That's a hard one. Cause there's so much. to Yeah, love that. no, that's a, that's a really good question. Cause that, I think for me, like when I'm through hiking, like when I'm long distance hiking, like I truly feel like at home, but what does that mean to me? Like being at home, it's just, it is like the epitome of like what an adventure is. Like Mm -hmm. it's a modern day pilgrimage. Like it's truly an adventure. And like the days are, there's so many shit days, dude. There's so many dragons on the trail. It's like absolutely terrible, dude. But then a lot of times we're, Like I have the best days of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I, like just, and then like these crazy wild things happen. We meet these random people, like in Tennessee, we randomly meet that guy who has this like family recipe passed down the decades for moonshine. And we've been looking for alcohol everywhere. And then we get moonshine and he doesn't small, he doesn't sell small quantities. So we have to buy this large quantity of (laughs) moonshine and we don't have any plastic water bottles. So we have like digging in the trash to find plastic water bottles to put this moonshine in. that we bought so it's just like that's so random dude and yep. but like that moonshine got me through so many like the ends of so many days just like a few sips and i'm just like feeling good dude put on a little little pump which there i don't listen go. to ever unless i'm drunk off moonshine and oh,
1: man there's so many little things like that you say little pump there makes me remember we had, how we would just shout gucci gang off of every <laughs> <kitchen> <laughs> yeah. and so they were all clouded over just go to the edge and shout gucci gang yeah or um do you remember how many times we
0: were just screaming at bugs in the yeah, middle? I do. Exactly. Yelling at bugs. And then I feel like there's been a few times like we yelled. And then like shortly after somebody came, it was like, yeah. like oh man, there's no way they didn't hear us. Uh, that was, Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, we're normal.
1: We, that wasn't me yelling at him. Yeah. I was a bug. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But also you're just so lost in the, the trail reality. Like I remember like going and pulling in the NOC and like just having a beer and like that guy hooked up to all those beers too. And then we found out that there was a hurricane that night. And like people are saying, yeah. you got to get off trail. You got to go. We're like, oh, sh- whoa. You got off trail. The second, the second hurricane of that trail. And we just like make it to the first shelter. And it was absolutely insane, dude. That wind was crazy. I'm happy yeah, we were in a shelter.
1: Bad. Got really cold after that too.
0: But uh, what about you, man? I was just kind of ranting. But what—that same question. Like, what do you? Uh, what's the essence of the trail to you? I would say it's a lot of things for me. But one of the things is
1: it's so simple, and you have one goal, and that's the hike to the end of the trail. And everything that you do comes together to form that goal. You're not doing anything that's not directly helping you to that goal. If you need water, you filter water. You know your shelter. It's all to get you to that point so there's nothing and that's i think what i also like so much about ultralight is it's maximizing the efficiency of every single thing you carry and looking at everything and asking do i really need this is this really going to help me get to where i need to go and just the way that like when you when i whenever i come home i'm struck by the way life at home feels like there are so many threads that are just loose and dangling around and they're always getting tied up with each other and it's like I have a million things to keep track of, and none of them make sense together at all. They're just a million things on their own. But when I'm on the trail, it's this one goal, and I progress towards it every day. I feel good about my progress every day. And it's that I don't know, it just has a really simple drive. It's rewarding. But then that's also, you know, you get the that's just a personal aspect of it. Just yeah. The benefit of being in nature, the connection with other people that you get. And then, the, I, I guess, the initial attraction was pushing myself physically and mentally, like I said earlier, to kind of find my limits and learn about myself in that way. So, I don't know, I could probably ramble all day about what I love about the hiking.
0: No, dude, I mean, and I thought that was really good, man. And I remember talking to you, and I think it was your grandpa Larry that told you something, which shout out to your family, excellent people. <laughs> I really appreciate everything they've done. I have hung it hanging up right there, something your grandma yeah, sewed really me. Yeah. <laughs> and I really appreciate all that your family has done. They've been extremely nice. And, uh, um, so, Oh, (laughs) um, but yeah, I think like you're talking about how maybe it's your dad and your grandpa talking about how the trail was like, kind of like a rite of passage Mm -hmm. and it sounded like you were viewing it kind of as a rite of passage, um, at the beginning and stuff, but then it became more than just a rite of passage, right? Like it became like, not like your life, but, I feel like the trail has definitely become a big part of your life for sure. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you feel like you'll ever stop trying to long distance hike or is that just, um, that's a good question. I, I
1: tend to think that I won't long, long distance hike like I am right now my whole life. Um, but I do know that I will find another outlet for that. I need to be pushing myself and finding my limits all the time. And right now that's through hiking, um, but that could take other forms. It just, I'm not really, I don't really have a plan for that. I'm just going to do what I want in the moment, but I know that I, I need that in my life, you know, putting myself up against an obstacle and testing myself, whether I succeed or fail, I still just need that drive, I guess I would say.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, man. I mean, and so kind of going off that, like what did you, was there any, so we talked about kind of that seems to me like a lot of that you learned on the Appalachian trail, but even the Colorado trail, was there any like different message that you kind of learned or different? Yeah. Um, I
1: mean, for me, any, any situation you find yourself in in life is an opportunity to learn about yourself in the way that you respond to that situation. And the more extreme the situation you're in, the more you can learn about yourself, I think, in the way that you respond, you know, because you're in, you're under more stress. So your reaction is going to be more, it's more important. So I think in Colorado, I was under a lot more pressure, purely physically, um, and I guess mentally just in pushing myself, whereas on the AT, I was under a lot of pressure because it felt like you know, when I was dropped off in Maine, I have a, a very vivid image in my head of my dad and my stepmom's car driving away, and thinking they're about to go get on a plane and fly back to Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm not going to know anyone within a thousand mile radius probably, and I've just got to walk back home. And that I I really took a long time to adjust to that, but the fact that I did, you know, now I believe in myself that. I'm not afraid to try those type of challenges again because I saw myself overcome it. And I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I know I also can get through it and it, you know, it makes me stronger in the long run. So I think the AT for me was more mental and proving to myself that I could do that, you know, leaving home and being away from things I'd known. And I think Colorado for me was a lot more of, Oh, I can push myself physically every single day for 19 or 20 days or whatever and really like bust out a trail, you know, that's, I think Colorado is probably one of the things I'm most proud of in my life. Just cause I've never, I don't think worked that hard for that long without rest.
0: Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we definitely did. And, but I still think it was funny because even how hard we worked and like the fact we didn't take any days off, I felt like we did have s- like the trail provided some rest for us at some point. Like I remember what was it? Was it Salida where we at that hostel? That was great. Yeah. That was fantastic. Except for the lady, because like the Colorado trail is so weird that it's like you're with trail people, but you're mostly with just like other people from different communities. who don't understand that like we're hikers and we're like smelly and like Like my whole life's in my backpack. Yeah. It wasn't a hiker hostel. Yeah yeah and I, I just remember being like woken up in the middle of the night by this lady telling me we you need to move your stuff out of here it smells all your
1: shoes and your packs are too smelly in this bunk room full of hikers yeah
0: <laughs> what middle of the night you didn't do it dude i was scared i did it immediately i was in the top bunk and i pretend to be asleep that was yeah. i was just like uh okay yeah sure i guess i'll move it uh and I was like trying to find a spot out there to like hide it cuz I was like oh my fucking shit's in here. What this lady sounded like shit there? authority.
1: It's going to smell out there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you can't tell me that this room wasn't smelling before we got there. They're like you're there's like 12 people in one room. Exactly. exactly. And she looked I, like I, a farter, dude. She definitely farts.
1: <laughs> she was just looking for an excuse. Yeah. But going off that, I would say it made me think of another thing that I love about the trail is the community and the people that you meet and I feel like I feel like traveling that way and like just walking through an area you get a real good feel for the like the kind of gritty culture of an area. It's not just like staying in a hotel and going to a couple of restaurants where you you can get a feel for some of it, but I don't know i I love that like just throwing yourself in somewhere and walking through the streets and just talking to whoever will talk to you and hearing people's stories. I always love in a hostel just sitting down and hearing where everybody's coming from, you know, what they're trying to do because you never know. Some people come at you with some crazy stories.
0: So. <laughs> no, I, I I definitely agree, man. Well, we're kind of getting like a little bit longer here. And so I don't know how long I'm going to make these podcasts. Um, but I definitely, I appreciate you coming on. And I want to have you on again, man. Because I feel like we have so many stories. And like, we've just, just like, I don't even know what you say. We haven't, we haven't even, what do you say? What's an analogy? Yeah, Give uh, me an analogy. Tip of the iceberg. Hit the tip of the iceberg. The yeah. You even
1: hit the iceberg yet.
0: Exactly. And so, no, I I really do want you on again, man. And uh, yeah,
1: thanks for having me. It's been a great time.
0: Yeah, dude. And I do want to say, like, I I really mean, I think, I'm happy that we met. I'm happy we hiked together, man. Um, You definitely have helped me through the trail. I think it's amazing how young and determined you are. And I think whatever you're going to do, man, you're going to be very successful in.
1: Thank you. Oh, before we go, got to throw in there, the connection because it's such a crazy small world. Your dad went to my high school in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah. At UT in Knoxville. And, which is wild. Which is insane. And then we meet on the AT. <laughs> yeah. What are
0: the chances of that? It's a very small world. Well, dude, okay. before you go though, like, how can uh people? You know, I, people want to see your adventures, man. And, like, I know you're a guy who's going to be going on many adventures. How can people follow yeah. along with you if they want? Um, I have an Instagram. It's just August
1: Warren hiking. Um, I don't post too frequently on there. Mostly just when I'm hiking or doing something. I don't know. I'm not a huge Social media guy. I just, I mainly made the account so my family could follow me, but people are welcome to follow it if they're interested. I'm, I try and post somewhat interesting things. So,
0: well, I remember you also had a blog too, I was reading. I don't know if oh, you're yeah. ke- keeping up yeah, with that. I, I haven't written, uh,
1: I only wrote about the AT, but the, yeah, the link to my blog is in my Instagram bio. So if you want to check that out, I have some thoughts about life that came from through writing that I think are interesting
0: but that's no I think they're very interesting I really enjoyed reading your blog and so it's August Warren hiking is your Instagram yes sir awesome man
1: welcome
0: well do you have before we go man is there you have any last words you want to say um that's a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure but you can Uh, handle it
1: it's some real (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) Jesus yeah
0: it's so funny people yeah no idea how to pronounce it it's just (laughs) hell yeah buddy (laughs) (laughs) can't wait for next time yeah man well thanks for coming on man